0: I'd like to welcome everyone to the Florence Weinberg show Frank McKay here with the author of 15 books including including but not not only before the Alamo which is her latest and uh, it's terrific it's a must- get and uh, actually this is our last show before Christmas so I'm sure every uh, everyone uh, well I'm sure we both wish everyone a, a Merry Christmas as they as they listen here, but uh, the the author of 15 books, the subject of a documentary, the subject of an extensive radio show, a uh, radio series prior to having her own ra- radio show, and so many other things. Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg is our host each and every week, uh, and everyone, welcome to the Florence Weinberg Show. Doc, how are you? I'm
1: doing very well, thank you.
0: And
1: I understand you're doing better, and I'm very pleased to hear that.
0: Yeah, and and what the doc is referring to is uh, COVID. I I came down with COVID, and it was, uh, you know, not a, you know, I don't want to say not a serious case, but, uh, you know, I had the vaccine, which I think lessens the... The effect on it, and then after that, I re, i received the antibodies, the uh, infusion, which uh, I, I recommend to everybody if they can get it. Uh, so, uh, not too bad, and I'm mobile for the first time uh, since having it. So, uh, and I'm, I'm uh, kind of interesting. Thank you for asking, Doc, and um, and I—I I trust you are fine. Uh,
1: no, <laughs> that's fine. We want to know. Uh, About my book, uh, Before the Alamo, I received a a bunch of new reviews uh, over this past week, And the second review that is now listed on Amazon is a humdinger. It's really a beautiful review, and I urge any readers who are interested in the history of Texas or simply a very good story about a young woman growing up uh, to read that second review because it gives a very, very good representation of what uh, the book is and what it does. So I just wanted to put that <laughs> that little plug in for for my uh for my book since you mentioned it as a possible Christmas present.
0: Yeah. Well it's exciting. It's exciting when you start getting the the reviews start coming in. That's a nice uh that's a nice thing. So uh kudos for that.
1: Right. They're all five star except one. Um but it averages out to five stars. One four star review. But that's already pretty good, so I'm not complaining. (laughs) Okay, well, today um, I, um, I do respect George Will and have read him for many years now. Uh, to uh, keep in touch with what the Republican, uh, the old Republican Party, I should say, uh, has been thinking over many decades, because George Will is one of their stars. He's a, he's a brilliant intellectual, wonderful debater, uh, and he is uh, in this, uh, editorial, which came out in my paper, uh, the San Antonio Express News, on Friday, uh, or was it Saturday? Uh, anyway, it came out before uh, Sunday's uh, clutch of, of, uh, of essays, and it caught my attention because, of course, it was George Will. He was attacking the Build Back big Build Back Better bill. Uh, which I will call BBB for uh, saving time. Um, And I thought that was interesting since I had uh, presented uh, Paul Krugman's defense of the Build Back Better bill the week before. So uh, I'm going to go with a comparison. First of all, laying out what the two have to say. Uh, I, I'll give you a review uh, after I have summarized george's George Will's attack. I will give you a summary of what Paul Krugman had to say last week uh, and we can talk about that uh, whether uh, whether they cancel each other out or just what. so um, George will. Begins by saying, actually, his title is "Build Back Better" would make Biden's bad year even worse. Mm. Wow! And the the first uh, first paragraph uh, in that he says that Mansion and Cinema stand between Biden and the worst of his worst of his self-inflicted wounds. Mm. Uh, In other words, uh, he is crediting them with saving Biden. Yeah, interesting take. (laughs) Okay, he begins then by saying uh, BBB has completed the collapse of Biden's credibility and that of the Democrats because of the following. BBB proposes a tax credit for journalists for two years to further needed control by the government. And Of course, he is against any kind of control by the government. Uh, of course, tr- Trump's control was, uh, was okay, uh, although I don't think uh, Will necessarily approved of that. <laughs> uh, but in any case, um, the journalists will get a tax credit for a couple of years, and then that will lapse. But uh, uh, George Will is suspecting that this is actually controlling journalists by uh, increasing their income and therefore getting more of their goodwill and therefore uh they would be more apt to be positive towards the present administration, and therefore the whole thing is suspect. And then, I did, I'm sorry, did you want to say something, no. Uh, Frank?
0: No, I, I just, I, it's it's kind of interesting, I, a, a much different take than, uh, yeah. than what I was expecting, but uh, not shocking, but interesting.
1: Yes. And then he says that... Uh, <coughs> There will be no tax increase for Americans making less than $400,000 per year. But employees, shareholders, and customers of corporations will pay all corporate tax increases. And that is interesting to me because that would presuppose, I think, he's thinking of, of big pharma, that, those corporations, surely, um, because they are the ones uh, who would be – who would have to pay all corporate tax increases. And and his concern for big pharma uh, comes out in the next one as well. Added, added additional entitlement to Medicare, um, he says, would – uh, would be contradictory because the 2021 Medicare report predicts that hospital the hospital trust will be bankrupt by 2026 hmm. um, Now this I think this is not doing the math not thinking ahead because surely the the BBB Bill would take care of that. If there's money for Medicare, it would also cover the um, the hospital trust. I would think it would have to. Uh, so it could not be bankrupt, therefore, because of the new bill.
0: Which kills that argument right money. away.
1: Yeah. Okay. So then the next uh, blow against the BBB. Uh, it, the uh, that uh, bill proposes that children um, ch- child care workers salaries, which are now, if you can imagine such a thing. the salaries of child care workers average out to be twenty six thousand seven hundred and ninety dollars a year. And I challenge anyone to live on that these days. Wow. And those salaries would be increased to 65,420 days, which is what elementary school teachers are paid. And uh, you can scrape by on 65,420. If you have several children, uh, you really have to pinch and save to make it on that. But that is a huge increase. And uh, George is saying this will raise child care costs to $13,000 more per year. Mm. Wow. Well, that may be so. But um, if everyone is receiving uh, $15 an hour uh, instead of two, um, I think maybe people will be more able to, ca- to pay for that, although we now... Have a proposal for child care credit uh, and other other benefits to get children out of uh, poverty, which i'll point i point out a little later on when I'm talking about Krugman. Mm. Um, and then then he sneers at Biden because uh, he is preaching uh, a uh, reduction in our uh, our f- uh, fossil fuel. Usage. And yet, uh, now that we have a shortage of gas in this country and people are complaining about the increase in costs, uh, he releases 500 million barrels of oil, which barely supplies the nation with gasoline for three days, he points out, uh, and also begging OPEC that is, the Middle East, to produce more gas, more uh, crude oil, and so forth. Uh, And so Biden is flatly contradicting himself. Mm. To bring this up in such a way would indicate that a president, when there is a present immediate crisis would not be free to act to mitigate the the crisis for fear of contradicting a long-term goal, which I think is an unfair accusation. Mm. And then then, uh, the BBB uh, would raise the cap. Now, this I do not follow. I don't follow the logic here at all. And maybe you can help me with this, Frank. Yeah. Um, he says that raising the cap on insurance deductibles will benefit the wealthy. Uh, and, uh, and I will read the actual paragraph, if I can quickly find it here. I've got the newspaper. Um, hang on, hang on. Uh,
0: and again, uh, the the doc for those uh, waiting to hear, uh, uh, Dr. Weinberg is uh, is uh, uh, commenting on an editorial by George Will, and uh, some interesting things in there. But yes, I'm h- trying to fi- follow the logic on on this one from Will.
1: Um, I'm not finding it. Well, so. It,
0: yeah, but what's, what's your recollection of why he thinks that it would affect the wealthy in that way?
1: Yeah, uh, that's what I don't understand. So you raise the cap um, of insurance deductible, which would mean that everybody is paying more uh, of the deductible, right? So you're paying more before your insurance uh, starts in. Mm. I mean that's how I understand that statement. Yeah, I'm not sure I, I follow I that
0: or... either. But
1: and then that would make the wealthy richer. <laughs> I just don't get it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that that concludes uh, uh, George Will's. Um, uh, he ends very very strongly and rather uh, nastily, pointing out that. Um, uh, that he's, he's comparing Biden with Job and saying that Job looked forward to the grave where the, the wicked cease from troubling and there the weary lie at rest. And then he goes on to say, to say In 2022, the Democrats' uh, Democrats congressional majorities enact BBB. They might earn and certainly will merit the restfulness of the political graveyard in 2023. And, of course, the, the, the graveyard would not be restful at all, since it would also include the destruction of democracy. Uh, by denying black people and brown people and students and the poor the right to vote. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Well, anyway, to go on to Paul Krugman, uh, the title of his uh, essay was GOP Bashing BBB's Plan for the Future. And uh, he began, that is, Paul Krugman began by saying that that bill has to weather a perfect storm of bad faith on the part of the GOP, and to pass, uh, pass a storm of bad faith and bad logic. In order to pass, it has to uh, to confront of bad faith, bad logic, and bad arithmetic. And uh, in questioning George Will's conclusions in in certain ways up here before I got into this, I am questioning his arithmetic. Um, So to go on, uh, Krugman said that they Build Back Better is primarily a plan to invest in America's future, and he argues that one-third of it is investing in children, child care, and tax credits that would reduce child poverty. And uh, if, if you do that, if you reduce child poverty and you have the kids fed, and you have the kids educated, then those children would grow up to be productive adults who would add to the economy in many, many ways and subtract from the hospital bills and prison uh, sentences and maintenance and all the rest that poverty uh, causes because poverty causes crime. Uh, and illness, and all the other uh, terrible things that we are cop- coping with right now. So then he also says spending to help restructure the economy to limit climate change uh, includes uh, the the, uh, and this includes the infrastructure bill which is already passed. And uh, so if we uh, do something for the climate. Um, This, too, is future-oriented, and, of course, uh, it, it counteracts the negative effects on the general health of the populace of pollution, bad water, nitrogen oxide, and sulfur, which are causing health problems among the poor mainly and the black populations who are being housed in the worst possible industrial areas and so on. And so the production uh, of the country, uh, the prosperity of the people, would increase the funding available. Uh, The economy would would grow, uh, and and it would not be a bad thing but a very good thing for the economy, according to Paul Krugman. Hmm. And taxing the rich helps the poor. It also pays for BBB and uh, he points out that the republicans haven't engaged in real po- policy concerns and we know that the second half of of uh, uh, obama's presidency was destroyed and the republicans offered nothing in in place of it there was no positive legislation taking place it was only the no 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 to everything that was proposed and the same was pretty much true uh, of Trump and the four years there was no positive bill traveling uh, all the way uh, from the House and through the Senate, the Senate mainly being the block which it still is Uh, as for increasing the deficit, Paul Krugman says that um, the spending is Almost completely paid for by the uh, the increased taxing taxing on uh, the rich and the corporations who are not paying their taxes at present. Mm. Uh, and if you're talking about the budget deficit, uh, he he brought up Tesla, uh, the Tesla. You Krugman, right? Krug, yeah, we're yeah. still we're still in Krugman. Um, yes, he brought up Tesla saying the Republicans, of course, hold Tesla to be a model for success. But he also points out that Tesla, until this year, Tesla spent 17 years running a deficit until they finally made a profit this year. So if we as a nation are running a deficit uh, and uh, we're comparing The the entire economy to Tesla. Tesla is not a very good model, and uh, BBB would actually increase our uh, our prosperity and therefore lessen the deficit. And then he Krugman also goes to the inflation count and says that spending would be the spending of these trillion dollars. how how many is it 10.7 or something like that trillion dollars that's a heck of a lot of money but the spending would be spread out over 10 years and therefore uh, annual outlays would be far smaller than the 51.9 trillion bill that we passed earlier and it has saved the, the nation and maybe saved the world because it's 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 paying for free inoculations against COVID-19. Mm. So, and, and the, uh, the increased production of vaccine and all of these things that uh, that Biden uh, pushed through successfully, uh, in order that we all not die of COVID-19, and it has worked for those who have accepted the vaccine. So people go out. If you haven't had the vaccine, go out and get it. You're in more danger now than ever. And then BBB, this is a final statement, Um, BBB is the best legislation we're likely to get for years to come and claims that we should let this opportunity pass out of concern over fiscal responsibility or inflation are uninformed at best, dishonest at worst. And that's quote-unquote. Okay, Uh, so although the two uh, essays were not directly aimed at each other, uh, it seems to me that George Will was being nitpicky in in what he uh, takes up as objections uh, to uh, build back better. Uh, he almost entirely ignores uh, the uh, major part of that bill which is uh, which is child care and child tax credit and education for children and so on and help for others um, and uh, help for the environment uh, strong stronger regulations uh, re- reducing our dependency on Uh, fossil fuels, even though for the moment we may have to increase them, uh, as we have done uh, to mitigate the the enormous rise uh, in the cost of gasoline, partly because OPEC diminished its output, apparently to help uh, the other side. I don't know why they did it. Uh, But uh, the fact that Obama has uh, has gone to them to ask them to bring it back, their production back up to normal, uh, was uh, a logical thing to do in the short run. Uh, anyway, Frank, uh, I'll turn it over to you for a moment so I can catch my breath.
0: Yeah, I, I was going to say, well, no, the, these are these are wonderful points. Uh, you know, my question to you, and, and unfortunately I'm not giving you much time to catch your breath here, did Will Reference Krugman's uh, critique at all, or uh, did you no, just no. ignore him it, No, no,
1: I'm the one. I'm the one who picked out. Since I uh, made a whole podcast of uh, Krugman. of Krugman last week, I thought it would be appropriate for me to bring him forward to see if he, in his argument for BBB, uh, whether he uh, made a dent in Will's argument against. And I think he did, actually, by pointing out that BBD is future-oriented. And the, the benefits of the bill will be felt in the future, but beginning pretty soon uh, if it's enacted uh, and continuing over many years and perhaps even mitigating climate, uh, the climate crisis, as well as producing healthier uh, citizens of the United States.
0: You know, you're you're correct in using the term nitpicky. Uh, Will certainly is uh, is is uh, you, you can characterize him as being nitpicky on this. Uh, you know, Krugman uh, takes a much broader strokes um, uh, approach to uh, to all of this. In fact, um, you know, uh, George Will and I have a great deal of respect for him. I've had him on my my program, and I I, I respected. I, you know, I respected what uh, what he said, whether I agreed or not agreed. Um, mm-hmm. He's someone that you could always respect, but you can you you can uh, critique him by saying he is uh, often nitpicky. <laughs> you know, he's uh, you, you it, this isn't this isn't a lone or unique event where uh, where you're, if people agree that uh, that he's being nitpicky here, he does that fairly often. And uh, you know, I, I think, and by the way, he's an equal opportunity critic. Uh, he critic he, he criticized uh, Trump tremendously, constantly, still yeah. very much. He uh, you know, in in some ways even more so and harsher than uh, than Biden. And he's been pretty harsh on Biden. He's written a book. On the Biden years already, uh, yet yeah. Biden hasn't had any. You know, he's only had a a full year coming up now, and and uh, and the book was out. But <clears throat> so you could make an argument that that uh, George Will uh, is often nitpicky. What would you say about that?
1: Yeah, uh, I think over uh, over many many years he has been both nitpicking when he wants to be. Uh, and sometimes uh, he makes sweeping arguments that I agree with, certainly when uh, when he went after Trump. Um and uh, he he to me he represents the real uh Republican Party. The uh, the elderly uh Republican Party, unfortunately, I don't know how many young people in the Republican Party uh would join uh will. Uh, George Will in uh, in his approach, uh, t- his opposition uh, stance against the Democrats, but uh, uh, but certainly uh, a huge number of the elder generation, I think people over fifty maybe uh, would agree with George Will most of the time, maybe not always. Uh, when he gets down to picking picking nits, though, I, I uh, can very much disagree. But as you say, I continue to respect him and read him, and give him his uh, his due um, platform. I I know where he is. He's reliable. He's honest. Uh, and there he is. Uh, I uh, I'm sorry that not more uh, Republicans are out there. Uh, as even-handed, uh, if I can say that,
0: as George Will is. Well, can I ask you this, Doc? Uh, did taking the into consideration the two op-eds, um, Krugman and uh, and Will, uh, has your opinion changed on BBD at all? Uh, did they make points either one of them or both of them? Um, Collectively, did they, uh, did they make points that, that made you re- rethink any of your positions?
1: Well, uh, I think Krugman, Krugman confirmed my position. Right. Because I do think that that is a forward-looking bill and money well spent. Now, there there may be, and of course, I think there may be some fiscal problems involved with it because that much money um, floating around is uh, dangerous. Uh, there are all kinds of opportunities for graft grift and corruption, I fear. Uh, If it isn't closely supervised, and with that much, uh, it'll be hard to closely supervise that much money. Uh, So in that sense, uh, I think George Will's uh, finger-shaking is well taken, but the individual points he makes don't make that much sense sometimes, Uh, like the— Raising the cap on uh, deductibles. I just don't follow that logic at all. I may be misinterpreting what he means by raising the cap. Uh, but that's what he said.
0: The, the, <laughs> the first thing that stood out to me is, is that he credited uh, not blamed, but he credited uh, Joe Manchin and, and, and Kirsten Cinema for, uh, for saving. Uh, <laughs> Joe Biden. I don't know how many people you're going to get to uh, to say the same thing. Hardcore Republicans, uh, yes, but uh, but it's kind of an interesting uh, interesting. It's it's uh, you know a uh, a contradictory um, way of looking at at uh, the relationship between <laughs> between uh, the president and those two senators in particular. That they're saving. Biden from himself somehow and uh, yeah you know no, I, I, that's
1: what he's saying yes. yeah, I, yeah
0: you know very interesting and again it's 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 not shocking because you know this is you know this is where will is coming from I mean he's uh, you know he's a conservative and you would imagine that that he would have that belief but just hearing it or, or reading it in black and white uh, it just just strikes me kind of funny
1: right. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> and of course he's he's being very ironic, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> because uh, he's actually uh, the obvious thing is that the two of them are frustrating uh, Biden in in his attempt to better the situation of the American people, helping. Uh, helping poor children, helping them get their nourishment, their education, their care, helping their poor mothers, the single mothers who are uh, a huge population, by the way, uh, who are working minimum wage jobs, trying, trying to feed their children and themselves, trying to get their kids an education, and oftentimes failing at it. And the kids are, are going hungry half the time. I mean, Biden is, uh, sees all this, and he's trying to do something about it. And uh, George Will just forgets all about that. He doesn't talk about the uh, child care uh, uh, proposals in, in BBD at all. And nor does he talk about the environment, and uh, except to uh, stick a pin in uh, in Biden for calling OPEC and, and uh, pleading with them to increase their production to their normal output, yeah. um, and of course trying to mitigate the cost the rise in the in the price of a, a, a gallon of gasoline by releasing uh, 500 million barrels of uh, 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 of gasoline from, uh, or I'm not sure it's gasoline or whether it's still crude oil, but in any case uh, of fuel from uh, from our national reserves. Uh, we'll hold this up to ridicule and i think it's just simply a, an attempt to mitigate a, cri- a temporary crisis and the main push is of course to reduce our dependency on on fossil fuels and that continues
0: yeah interesting uh, by the way uh, uh, george will ignores the environment that's one of the <laughs> the criticisms of uh, of well is that he often forgets about the environment and uh, yeah. and, and doesn't give much uh, much thought to environmental issues and i you know i i'm i know he's touched on them you know but he's i would never call george will an environmentalist
1: no <laughs> that's for sure no his his concentration is elsewhere it's definitely fiscal uh on uh, yeah fiscal fiscal problems
0: yeah and uh well l- listen it's it's a fascinating uh, take uh your take on on both of these and uh and I you know I thank you for uh pointing both of them out um uh, which one did you read first I, I know we we covered uh first we uh the Krugman um uh, 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 op-ed originally but did you see the will um op-ed prior to uh, Krugman or did you see Krugman's first and read read Krugman's first
1: I read Krugman first he came out long before Wills, uh, yeah. probably before it was written, even. Oh. Um, and and I find him, with his wider uh, scope and his concentration on children and the environment and the future of, of this country and of the world, I find that much more persuasive than these uh, na- national and limited uh, fiscal concerns that uh, George Will concentrates on. <coughs> yeah.
0: No, yeah great uh, great point here um i'm i'm not sure uh what uh, what uh, george will is going to accomplish by this and again i i haven't read it you know straight uh, straight through myself but i'm uh, i'm taking your synopsis of it i i mean he's you know he's preaching to the to the converted on uh on uh, on a very basic level i mean he's already got those uh, those people uh you know against it I, I don't think he's i don't think he's making any uh any great argument here Krugman, on the other hand is uh is uh you know has brought up some tremendous points and yes uh, has a uh, has a more future um, uh, reaching um, mm-hmm. uh, you know prognosis uh, of of the bill and uh, and it is, I, I think, no matter how you slice it, and what, whatever side you're on, if you're being honest, it is, uh, it is very much a future, um, future type bill. It's a, it's a bill that uh, that pays off in the future, and I don't think there's any, there's any, uh, any question about that. Um, and for for will to ignore that uh, is uh, is is a little unfair to, to Biden and, and to the supporters of BBd.
1: Yes, indeed. uh, But I do think that, uh, well, is appealing to those people who are saying, oh, Biden, he hasn't done anything. They're forgetting the fact that uh, if if the uh, vaccine-hesitant people uh, would simply take the free vaccine, uh, he, he would have done away with COVID-19 in this country, probably, or certainly uh, made great inroads in, against it. And that's what that uh, very expensive bill that he passed early in his administration has accomplished. Uh, it has saved many lives. And those people who are dying right now are the unvaccinated. So. Uh, Will was appealing to the people who are giving Biden maybe 38.2 percent or something like that approval Uh, and trying to keep them on his side because he points out other other things that he believes to be deficits in uh, in this bill. Uh, So uh, he may be persuading a few people especially those who are mainly concerned with the inflation and the deficit.
0: Okay. Well, listen, uh, good point. You know, I want to make a a point right before I spoke to you. I spoke to my wife. And again, for those uh, uh, just tuning in, I tested positive for uh, COVID-19. My wife said without the vaccine, she thinks that I would have ended up in, uh, in, in the hospital with serious uh complications now uh, keep in mind i have five stents uh, i have a heart condition and five stents and i i can't disagree with her i still feel a little you know i'm trying to you know like bounce back from it and i got the infusion and everything else but i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna count myself among the the fortunate who i think would have been i think i would have been uh deathly ill if mm-hmm. i didn't get the vaccine
1: yeah,
0: oh, and you were vaccinated twice. Yeah, I mean, I got both uh, both Pfizer shots, and I was on mm-hmm. the verge of getting the booster. And but it was Moderna, and I was uh, uh, I was reluctant to mix and match um, for uh, for fear of uh, you know some kind of side effect. Uh, and I was going on on a plane the next day, um, so I I turned down when I found out it was Moderna. Um, I, I turned uh-huh. it down just simply because it, I didn't want to mix and match uh in retrospect right. i wonder if i would have uh if i'd be suffering from uh covid-19 at this point so i'm i'm among the the believers and strong believers in the vaccination and I, I i i scratch my head uh how how anyone can't uh right. get the vaccination right. it's just uh, bizarre to me
1: yeah it makes no sense whatever the evidence is clear that those who are vaccinated are not dying they're not in the hospital, so uh, anyway, I can't understand the resistance. And you know, this—it's stubborn, stubborn, and and ignorant resistance is what it is.
0: You, you know, I should and mention that former President Trump said to an audience. I think Bill O'Reilly, a, a conservative commentator, was there. Um, he uh, he mentioned, uh, and I think it was was it Texas. Might have been uh, an audience in Texas. Was he recently there? And he um, he said that he got the booster, and he was booed by a percentage of the crowd, a good percentage of the crowd. He he was booed for getting the booster. The former mm-hmm. president Trump. I don't know if you heard that, but I was uh, uh, you know I was made aware of that. And and again, I, I, and I don't know if I have a great source on this, but somebody just sent uh, not. Uh, not too long ago, uh, here's the here's the quote. It's uh, uh, well, here's the the blurb. Former President Donald Trump was booed by a portion of an audience in Dallas when he shared with Bill O'Reilly that he had received the COVID-19 booster shot, according to the uh, according to video of the closed press conference that was shared on social media. Um, <laughs> but anyway so again <laughs> it's uh it doesn't it, that doesn't forgive the the former president for uh for stoking the fires of that that uh belief uh with people when it's when it was to his advantage he uh he clearly He clearly stoked the flames of of cynicism towards the uh, Mm -hmm. vaccine. Oh, yes. Uh, And, uh, you know, if you want to make the argument, uh, uh, a hypocrisy argument, uh, you certainly are welcome to to make it because, uh, you know, he these people, for the most part, voted for him.
1: Yes. Uh, Right. Of course, he had an infusion when he got to. Uh, Covid, uh, and went to the hospital, and he was he was close to death apparently, yeah. uh, and they gave him the influ- infusion, uh, which uh, in- increases radically increases the antibodies and saved his life. Uh, so being being cynical about uh, the the available remedies to Covid is is a losing. <laughs> is a losing proposition for everybody. Uh, and he did that systematically and pretended when he got out of the hospital. Uh, walking up the stairs and pulling off his mask and posing like a great hero. Uh, He was trying to give the impression that COVID is no big deal. Don't worry about it. Don't get vaccinated. I was fine. Um, I just went into the hospital for a brief little day or two and I'm now out. I conquered it. And you can too. And this was his attitude. And this was pernicious because... Uh, people believed it. If they loved him, they believed everything he said,
0: or did. Well, l- listen, uh, it's uh, you know, a lot of hypocrisy to go around on the uh, Trump end, that's for sure, and uh, and and uh, the the attitude towards COVID, and the pandering, the pandering to the uh, the non-vaccinated. Um, uh, you know, is uh, is it uh, was disgraceful, and God knows how many people um, didn't get vaccinated because they felt they were backed by the president. Um, yeah, would uh, would be uh, uh, you know would be very disappointed to know that uh, although he's uh, he's pandering to them and pushing that idea, uh, his whole family got vaccinated. He got the infusion, and he uh, he is. He's fo- basically following the direction of the Dr. Fauci's of the world, and uh, and and the the the, um, the sensible people. It's just that he's not giving credit where where it's there, and he just uh, he didn't show the courage to uh, to stand up and say, "Hey, let me tell you what's happening." By the way, former President Bush, who wasn't he was maybe my least favorite president prior to five years ago, right? But uh, but uh, former President Bush. Um, got the vaccine, and he talked up the vaccine, and, uh, and Bill Clinton and, uh, and President Obama, um, they all talked up the vaccine. The only one not to do it was, uh, mm-hmm. was President Trump, and uh, just terrible. Right. Jimmy Carter yeah. also, you know, uh, Jimmy Carter. Every living president spoke right. up and talked up the vaccine except President Trump, and he was the only one, the only outlier on on that so uh, just terrible doc uh, uh, great great job on on the george will op-ed and the uh, and bringing that one to light and it's it just very interesting and and um and the krugman one uh, of course we've uh, we talked about it like any final words keep in mind we have christmas coming up <laughs>
1: Well, uh, uh, one final word is uh, have a look at uh, Before the Alamo. It would be a very good Christmas present to anyone who is interested in history, Um, the history of Mexico, history of the United States, and also it's a damn good story. So have a look. It's available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, all over, uh, e-book or paperback.
0: Get the book, everyone. Before the Alamo, and Merry Christmas to everyone. It makes a great Christmas present. Uh, Doc, Merry Christmas to you. Enjoy.
1: The same to you, Frank.
0: Yeah, and to everyone out there, we appreciate you listening. We know you have a lot of choices. Uh, everyone, please have a uh, have a wonderful and and blessed Christmas, uh, and and enjoy the the week uh, going up to it, and and bye before the Alamo. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on the Florence Weinberg Show.